Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. I am sitting across from one of my dear friends and somebody who I've had the privilege to get to know in the last couple of years. And we usually like to have these type of conversations beside an ocean in California where we're able to expand and have our life chats and talk about business, family, and all things spirituality. But today we put mics in front of us. And we decided to bring you into a conversation that we are so excited to have. Mr. Alex Street, welcome to the show. Oh, it is such a joy to be here. It's so funny, isn't it? You're like just a few hours down the road for me on the 401. And and yet we have to fly to California for events to like have deep conversations. (laughs) I know. And then here we are. This is this seems right. It's like, I just get to see you. Let's just get into life. Let's get into work. Let's get into business. Let's get into world change. And all in the next 40 minutes. That seems right for you and me. We like to solve major life questions. I'm going to say they're not problems. Mm -hmm. They're just curious questions that we have about life and business and family and all the things. And we like to generally do it beside an ocean. I don't think that that's too much to ask, Alex. It's it's certainly not. Now I'm not looking out at an ocean. You're looking out at a lake, I hear. But uh, you know, we'll we'll go with this. We'll just we're we're going to flow with it. We need some wave sound effects in the background, some seagulls, (laughs) and and then we'll really get in the mood. That'll be the intro music. I'm actually going to shift it out for yours. We're just going to add the like wave energy so that we feel like we're both in flow. Yes, please. Let's go. (laughs) Well, let's go. Let's start by me handing you the mic and you sharing with the beautiful humans that are tuning in here today a little bit about you and your story and what brought you from this kid in Canada to this mm-hmm. man who's changing the world one story at a time. 
Mm. Oh, I love that. Because that's that's it. I'm showing up now as your storytelling and speaking coach, helping founders, speakers, business owners, brands clarify their confusing story so you can shape the world. When you share your story, you shape the world. And that that's a concept that I have discovered I've believed all my life. You know, and I think I say it that way because this is a recent discovery of a long term belief. And that's really important to understanding our story because I go back and like, of course, of course, I'm a storyteller. Like I was a storyteller all my life. My mom was an actress. My dad was a photographer. So she told stories on stage. He told them through film. I see my brother went on his own path and he was a screenwriter. And then I wanted to follow my mom's footsteps and be an actor and affect audiences in some sort of magical way. Um, you know, like, do you feel that where like you're mm. in an audience and you're like, how does this person on the stage have the power to make me feel something right now? What oh is going gosh. on here? Have you ever thought that? <laughs> the amount of times I've been, well, either, right. So a live yeah. play, yeah. Um, music, uh, a movie yep. where you're having this entire life experience through yep. what can either be a five minute song or a two hour movie is incredible to me and how you can be laughing one moment, crying the next, putting yourself in their shoes two mm -hmm. seconds later. It is. I love it. I think, I think stories and storytelling is really yeah. at the core of all things that move us deeply as humans. I, I, I <laughs> I fully agree. And this is, but like it would it become like, I believe that now and I can put words to that just like you did. Absolutely. But like, so I have this memory of being like 13 years old and going with my mom to the theater. She was on stage and I got to sit backstage sometimes and just listen quietly. And I remember hearing her go out on the stage, deliver her line and the audience busted out laughing. And I just had this, this 13 year old wisdom moment of like, that's my mom. My mom just made them laugh. My mom did that. I wonder if I can do that. Like there was such a transferal of magic, of power, of, of this passing on the baton without my mom even knowing. And maybe she knew it. She was probably pretty, pretty smart. She knew what she was doing, um, bringing me along. But there was this discovery that like we do have that power to affect other people. And what, 10 13 years later, when my mom was dying, she was on her deathbed a few days before she passed. Um, I asked her, like, what was it? What did you love about this? You know, so I can make it up. I've, I witnessed it. I saw her act. I saw her do hundreds of plays. But to sit there in the moments when you want to ask the moment, they're the questions that matter. You know, um, that was one of the questions that mattered to me was why did you love what did you love about doing what you did? And she said, it's, it was the ability to give a gift to the audience, to, to help them feel something here that would change them when they leave. And something clicked for me there. That is the reason that I do what I do now, that we can create an experience here. Whatever we say here can go to the audience to cause them to feel something, to feel an attachment to this story, to feel 
sadness, happiness, joy, anger, frustration, connect with these feelings that will change how they go into their home, into their business. And that is, that's the tangible difference that stories can make that keep me going. But my story was about like living in this state of like, I want to have an effect on an audience, but why, why is it not working? All the different ways that I was trying, why is it not working? What's not clicking? And it was this state of confusion I was in for so long. And then that statement by my mom clarified that like, oh, this isn't about me. Mm. This is about sharing what I have to affect mm -hmm. them. And that's the clarity that I need now to keep showing up, to keep showing, you know, as easy as like open my stories and start talking to my audience, because it's not about me. If I feel uncomfortable today, if I feel like I got, I, I don't know, I sound like an idiot or I'm just being a goof on here or I'm saying the same thing I said last week. How boring. Well, it's not about me. Somebody new might need to hear this today. And so that's the drive that I need to keep showing up to keep sharing my story because the world needs more clarity and the world needs more stories. That is so dang powerful. There's so many correlations. It's interesting as you're sharing that uh -huh. when you're like, it's not about me. It's actually about the audience is about who might be listening. That's new. It's about, you know, being able to transform the people who are listening in to make them feel something or evolve or yeah. transform into a new version of themselves. You're talking about it through the lens of leader, or you're talking about it through the lens of story. And mm -hmm. I'm hearing leadership. Mm. Like, isn't that an interesting correlation that to me, that's leadership. Yeah. And the leaders that get tripped up on their own egos and start to make it about themselves are the ones that innately often stumble and fall. Oh, come on. And the ones that can get beyond themselves and really think mm -hmm. about it through the servant lens of like, okay, servant leadership, how do I make this about the collective and about mm -hmm. all of us to make a change or do something to transpire? Yeah. Those are the leaders I have like loved to work with over 15 years. Mm. And I did never, I've never pulled that correlation between your story and leadership until this moment. It's beautiful. And I think you're bang on. I think that's it. The difference was if I, if I can put it because I know my experience, right. And so I can put that in general terms of like, I was, I was confused. Why was it not clicking? And what I mean by that was like, um, you know, I was an actor, tried to get, I was on stage a little bit, but sometimes I, if I messed up, the audience would laugh at something you know, that I didn't want them to laugh at. And that was devastating to me. So then it became be absolutely crisp and clean on the lines. But in doing so, I lost some of the authenticity of the character. Ooh, that's good. Right. And so I think when we speak about this in leadership terms, it becomes about do whatever it takes to keep the people, you know, to make them react in a predictable way. So I'll do what I do so that I don't ruffle any feathers, so that nobody argues, so that we we stay status quo. But in doing so, you lose the authenticity of the drive of the company, of the, the ethos of why this began, which requires a bit more flexibility, fluidity, and ability to speak from the heart, truly. And I think that's, would you agree, that's where the best leaders are found? That's so good. Yes. <laughs> like that's, it's the, 
you know, I think about times when I worked for different leaders and different organizations and or have worked in a more of a consulting lens, we'll say, with a, a broad version of different companies now. The ones I connect to at the deepest levels, I would yeah. use words like, gosh, they're just so real. AKA authentic. Yeah, they're just right. being yeah. who they are. There's no facade. There's no, yeah. there's no mass. There's no barrier to actually see them for who they are. They're vulnerable mm-hmm. enough to be like, hey, when I did that once, this is this was my outcome. I made that same mistake. So let's learn from it and grow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not this perfectionist persona which frankly I lived in for so many years because it was the role that I felt like I had to be, to be a successful corporate woman woman for so long. And my last decade, I know you've been a part of part of this has been removing the mass of what I think I need to be to just actually be who I am. Right. Which sounds like to, to, I'm going to put myself in the audience right now and in the shoes of the person who's sitting there going like, I get it. Be authentic. How do I be authentic? It's like when people say, just be yourself. You're like, I'm trying to be myself. What do you mean? Be myself. (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. I side note, actually a bit of a (laughs) deep cut here, but survivor, the show is one of my favorite shows ever. I'm still a, a super fan. It's still on TV for those that wonder. And I've applied. <laughs> I did actually wonder. Thanks for sharing that. I haven't seen that in probably a decade. Oh, geez. So I've applied to be on the show like six <gasps> times now. Okay. And, um, and that's one of the things they say, just be yourself. And here I am as a self-professed, highly authentic person showing up like what you see is what you get. And it is incredibly difficult for me in this high pressure situation, recording a two minute video to show up in a quote unquote authentic way. It's still difficult for me. So if you're sitting there thinking like, what do you mean be authentic? I'm trying to be, I'm just showing up. Like I get it. <laughs> it's difficult, but I think what I'm seeing with you as I've known you, Jackie, to bring this all around is the breaking free of that pressure to be something else, to be what you think you're supposed to be Mm. when you, the way to let go of this, this is something I've struggled with for a long time. How do you teach someone to be authentic? And I believe that the way that we teach people to be authentic, the way that you can learn to be authentic is to let go of the expectation by becoming so much more clear on who you are as a whole. What is your identity? What is your story? And most of us are walking around day by day with the most recent experiences defining our next steps. And the storytelling work unpacks not just the most recent experiences, but the entire story to help you see who you've always been, which allows you now to show up as who you have always meant to be, which is the authentic version of you. Mic drop. <laughs> yes. You were I wondering that, how Survivor was going to come to that. I the, and I, I can't I wait it. till you're on Survivor. <laughs> I will watch Survivor again when Alex Street is on. So for those producers that want more, more people coming back to Survivor like a decade ago, I'm Excellent. all in. I'm all if in. If Probst is listening to this, then that's Jeff Probst. You know, he's, he's for sure listening to the Jackie Service right. show. So. 
my question for you is, so you're just talking about, you've talked about storytelling and story coaching, and you were just talking about coming back to your story and that, you know, helping us define and clarify what your story is will actually help you become more authentic as you step forward. Mm -hmm. What is story coaching and how do you think about story through the lens of helping leaders, founders become more authentic in the world so they can attract who they're meant to attract. And frankly, they're, they're able to create what they're meant to create in the world and live into their purpose. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Okay. So story coaching is really, it's the, the foundation of storytelling mixed with the, the, the purity of coaching, you know, coaching is so much about helping you find your answers that are already within you. And so story coaching is this effort in having a conversation with you where I help you find the story and therefore the clarity and the answers that are already within you. And so it's this process of pulling the story out of you, of asking the questions and and helping you see that your big, complicated, confusing, decades-long story can actually be simplified down to as simple as two words. And when you unlock that, this from and to statement, right? My story, my big story, including my mom, the acting, the, the, the speaking, the, the, all these efforts and energies that I could tell you about really comes down to confusion to clarity. From confusion to clarity. Now you want to know more? I'll unpack as much as you want. But those two words allow me then to show up and say with absolute confidence, Jackie, that if, if you are sitting here feeling confused about any part of your own journey or your brand story uh, or, or how you lead a team around the story, there's confusion there on what do I say to really motivate these people and to connect with my audience, I am absolutely sure that I can bring you to clarity. And that's my, that's my story, but it also then becomes my message to the world that if you feel confused, clarity is around the corner and your story is the bridge. And it's also, you know, right? So it's also just this encouraging message, but then it's also my marketing message that, hey, I work with brands and speakers and founders who feel confused in their message to help them find clarity and speak to their audience with authenticity. So that's where, that's how I show up with story coaching now to help people today. Um, and then seeing how that ripples out into to leaders and, and speakers to how they lead beyond that. It's just so dang exciting. I love that. So I'm going to go up one step from there because really? we're talking about why stories are important. You know, what you do from a story coaching standpoint, the people that you serve. Mm-hmm. Let's go up one step and understand in today's ethos from your perspective, why is having a brand important? Why is personal branding or having a brand as a founder important in today's world? Yeah, it's good. I think it's, uh, you know, it's not, why is it important, but what do you do with the brand that you already have? And, and so we say brand, but we might as well just say identity. And so each human today 
if you have posted anything into the public domain, you have a brand, you, this is your identity. And if you then are thinking in any way of using that to influence others, then you better be, you better start to become aware of what that identity or brand is, because this is your message. This is your legacy. This is what you leave behind. You can look then decades down the road for that. But more importantly, I think right now it's, it's your right now. You have an opportunity to share anything you want with the world right now. And, and, and I assume your audience is thinking, I want to do that. I want to make an impact. And if you want to make an impact, then you got to be clear on what your identity is, how you're being seen and how you can actually control that narrative a bit, which I think then becomes the brand. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. It it's something that, and I think the core thing that just resonated with me deeply is there's so many people out there that say, you know, I don't necessarily want to have a brand or I don't know if yeah. I need a brand because I work behind a different brand. So as an example, maybe you're a leader in a company who works behind a company and the company is the brand. And so you're thinking like, why do I need a brand? Because yeah. I'll use my past life. PepsiCo is the brand. Jackie Service doesn't need to have a brand. Yeah. And so you might be sitting in that seat where you're kind of confused about how that plays forward. One of the things that you said is regardless of what you're posting, there's an identity that's being created about you. So you have mm -hmm. a brand, even if you don't think you have a brand, which is, which is something that really struck me when I came away from corporate settings into this online space was this reality that even if I don't think I'm creating a brand, there's still some sort of brand identity, or even in my community, there may be a perception of what people think of me. And that is still an identity or a brand yeah. because they're creating the narrative if I'm not supporting it. Yeah. And that was something that was a really big eye opener for me when I first came into this online space. I think that's really important because people, people think you know, you can get confused on like personal brand. Oh, Kylie Jenner. No, thanks. Like, right. that's not me. Not interested. Yeah. And yet, okay, so switch that a little bit and think, okay, personal brand, brand identity. It's your LinkedIn profile. It's your resume, you know, go before the internet and the piece of paper that you actually hand in. This is the brand that you are presenting for the position that they are trying to fill. Does your brand, does your identity, the person that you are fit with what they're trying to accomplish, which is the exact same thing for brands today. Does your identity, the, the thing that you do fit with the problems that we have? And if it does, we're buying it. If it doesn't, if it's a different field or whatever, we might follow along. We might be influenced by it. We might look at that. But if it, if it does, then we want more. But then as a leader, right? So you're like, I worked at PepsiCo. I didn't have a, a brand, but I bet if we asked the teams that you were interacting with, what kind of person you were, they would be able to tell us five or six words right off the bat. And that is your perceived brand. So then you think, okay, when you leave that company, you go somewhere else. Well, what do you carry with you except those identifying factors? So we could look at this, we could say high level on this, but I think for the sake of of this and where I, I could just nerd out on that and just talk, you know, pontificate about it. But I think the specialty that I bring to this is looking at that and realizing that 
the more that you understand your story, the more that you actually, you do get to control that narrative um, and feel confident in what that brand story is. Because if you're like, how do I figure out the identity? Well, let's come back to the story. So the brand story is actually, the brand is actually the identity of you. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted people to hear though. I wanted to, you know, those that think on a Mm -hmm. more macro level or those that love to get kind of into the nitty gritty, I wanted to show that it's all actually interconnected. Yeah. And so if we keep pulling down, okay, what's a brand? You know, we break that down and we start talking about why stories are so meaningful and important. And now we take that to an actual human who's thinking about maybe, maybe let's use your specific Mm -hmm. branding of confusion to clarity, to clarity. Yeah. I'm certain I know I fit in this bucket. Majority of people are confused about branding or for their own personal brand or their own story. I would bet you 99.999% of people who come into Alex's ethos go, I just Mm -hmm. don't really know what my story is. I'm having a hard time figuring that out. So Jackie's service shows up on your doorsteps and what, like, what's the process you take me through to help me go from feeling very confused to feeling like I get it. And now I know how to show up in the world so I can serve at the greatest level that I want to serve at. Yeah. It's so fun. It's just so like, I just love it because uh, what's so important for me, I heard once um, someone say that, you know, um, poor speakers take simple ideas and make them complicated. Great speakers take complicated ideas and make them simple. And we think it's the other way, right? We think like, oh, I need to impress people. So I'll take this simple concept of storytelling and make it into 21 different points so that you can track through that. But what we've done in that, the books that are out there are complicating the issue, I feel like, confusing the issue and leaving us still with our hands open saying, I don't know how I, how I use this. I understand it's important, but I don't know how it works for me. So if you came to my doorstep and said, I mean, first of all, I would celebrate and I'd give you a big hug. And then, uh, it's a simple process of like going through really trying to figure out what's your three part story. So now you show up as what will you show up as, I mean, what take me through it. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. So today I'm, I work with founders and CEOs to help them really create epic teams to unlock their business, but also to unlock them as leaders to really Mm -hmm. Mm, you know, step into their gifting in the world and to step into, to create a broader ripple in what they do in the world. So unlocking seemed key there. Yeah. What I'm looking for is like almost like emotional action words mm. in a way. Does that make sense? So, so that's, you know, in my story, it's, it's clarity. So there's, it's not necessarily an emotion, but it's, it's this state of being that feels, we know what it feels like to be unclear. And so I think for you, it's like, we know what it feels, unlocking might not be like this emotion, but we know what it feels like to be locked. To yeah, be it's almost, in. well, and it's generally the feeling is they're stuck. Stuck, right. So that, brilliant. So now you just gave me the first part of the story, right? And, and the process that it, we would do 
to, to go more authentically through that, I would start with where you're at. And if unlocking is this end result that you produce, that you create, you want leaders to feel like they are unlocked to their potential for themselves and their team. Is that fair to say? Is that true? Yeah. Great. So then I would We're say- We're making well, up new that... words. I'm like, I, I don't know. think I've ever said unlock before, but let's go. We're oh, creating a brand. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is authentic. Okay. So then, right. And that's where I would say, well, where does that begin? Where does that idea of unlocking begin for you? Um, and if we went way back, we went really deep on this, then we would start with you, your childhood, teen years. Where does this idea first show up for you around- Ah, I felt, as you said, stuck. Felt like there was more to give. So you fed me the word here, but we would authentically find that. You would tell right. me about these experiences. What was high school like for you? What was college like? And, and, and we would find, and I would say, how does that feel? How did that feel when you got you know, benched from the volleyball team? Like, it just felt like I, I, it was like I had something to give, but I felt like I was stuck now on the bench. Be like, oh, stuck. That's interesting. Then we keep going. Okay, then tell me what. And then you're like, well, then I worked at this company. I did all the things that I needed to do. And I, I'm filling in your story now for you, just because I know you. But there's this. I got these executive roles. I got the dream job that I thought that I wanted, and it was incredible. And instead of because I so did not want to be stuck, I worked myself to the bone. Ended up making myself sick. And now I'm more stuck than ever. Mm-hmm. So something needed to change. I needed to unlock something deeper within me, which is why I left that, healed, went on a healing journey. <laughs> and now I'm finding that I'm actually unlocking my potential in new ways than I've ever seen before and help by helping organizations around the world do the very same thing. Never feel stuck within a system that they fell into, but unlock what's truly real about who they are. Does that feel true? You are so good at this. <laughs> I'm like in awe. I'm just like sitting back one. Yes. He knows my story. Right. I mean, yes, we've done bit. this once before, <laughs> but this is also, you know, what's beautiful about this process is new words come up as you evolve. It doesn't stay stagnant. Like six months ago, the conversation we had, Mm -hmm. there were different words. The intent or the energy behind it had some similarities. Mm -hmm. But as I've grown, gotten more feedback from clients about the areas that maybe I've really supported them in, it's like the language also evolves with you. And so to realize that, yes, there's some you know, from a story standpoint, like our stories can also evolve. So who Jackie was when she met Alex street in 2019 is no longer who I am and how I'm serving today in 2023. And I Uh, love that, how you can pull that out of people and bring kind of the truth to the forefront. You are so dang gifted at being able to put language to experience. receive that. That's good. I was like, that was my story that you just summarized in 90 seconds or less. And I'm sitting here being like, hot (laughs) damn, he is literally hitting every key point of my story in 90 seconds played back to me. And so Mm -hmm. 
that makes me feel something on the other end to, to give you some, some perspective too. Like I feel something when you're able to simplify Mm. my story in a meaningful way into language that resonates, that is a true gift. And what is that? What is that feeling? You're like, I feel something. It makes me feel something. What is, what is that? when you see it simplified when, and, and not dumbed down, right. It's the difference between dumbing down and simplifying. Uh, so as you say, when, when you hear it, your experience is simplified. What is that feeling that you just experienced? There's a connectivity to it. There's Mm -hmm. a, I can feel it in a different way in terms of like, I would say there's this, this beautiful connection to my story. It's not separate then. Um, in a lot of ways, you know, I'm a feeler by chakra centers. I know you know this and my audience Mm -hmm. knows this too. It pierced through my heart. Mm. Like I was like, oh, there it is. Because it dropped me from my head of trying to think about the perfect language or the perfect words to put into the story. Insert persona of having to be perfect sometimes, right? The mass that I've played for so many years, for 36 years. And now... I'm receiving, I'm now open to hear it being played back to me. And that is powerful transformation. That was just an experience that whoever's listening to this, hi, you get to be a part of this. It's like, I just went through a transformation in those 90 seconds, hearing it said a different way. Yeah. Because you and I have done this six months ago for the team, which we'll talk about in a minute, Mm -hmm. but you have such a powerful way of taking my lived experience and putting language to it. It's the thank you for whether you knew it or not that we were going there. Thanks for being open to it. But then also for sharing that. I think that's so important. I actually saw it. I saw I saw a, a shift, almost a softening. Uh, maybe it was going from host to receiver mode for a minute there. I saw it on the video. Um, but so thank you for just explaining that because I think that's so important. I'll, just for your listeners to hear a little bit more authenticity from you as if they ever get anything else. But <laughs> I think that's, it's brilliant. You always pull the best out of it. This. It's so good. <laughs> you go right to the core of the, where we need to be. That's it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's equal parts fun and incredibly uh, meaningful mm-hmm. for me. Cause it really is. This feels like I'm playing. I think that's, you, and you, right. So, you know, this, when you put people into the roles that they're supposed to be in, it almost feels easy yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think so much of what this work is, is, is recognizing that the thing that comes easy to you is the thing that you should share with others. And so as I have realized that this is the thing that I do, this is easy. I see story. I see the world in an arc. <laughs> Um, and so to be able to do this live in a moment and help it maybe help you further discover the thing that comes easy to you so that you can then share that with others who are feeling confused about it. This is world change. This is sharing your story to shape the world. I love this so much. I want to hold this a little bit more because the first time you and I did this experience was in front of you coming and helping my team. That's right. 
So there was a, there was a whole, you know, I'm like, oh, Alex is coming to the team and we're going to create this really cool story about our company. And I was so pumped up about it. And then Alex said, and it starts with you. And it was, it felt like this, like, doom, doom, doom. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? To tell, why do I have to tell my story? Isn't the business, don't we want to create a brand for the business? And it was such a profound experience for me to really connect those two things and realize that the business was birthed from me. It was created yeah. from this place of the founder's story. Mm -hmm. And I want you to just explain that a little bit. So if, if you're listening in and you're yeah. a founder, you're, you run a business today and you have teams, why understanding the founder's story actually will connect you to the broader company story and why that is so fundamentally important when we're thinking about teams having the same language, when they think about why we do what we do in this business. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. We'll be quick about this because this is so significant, but again, I think it's it can be simplified. So the, the founder story is just that. So you look at this brand that is, you know, maybe you've got a small business with a team of eight to 10 people. So it's, it's expanded beyond you now. And it's become a brand, a title, a name that exists, you know, sort of beyond you, the founder actually showing up and doing the thing. Congratulations. <laughs> First of all, it's a great stage, but you're trying to lead this team. And this team now are people who weren't with you. They're not co-founders. They weren't sitting at the coffee shop with you while you came up with the idea and then made the first sale and celebrated that and then popped the bottle of champagne when you made your first 10K. You know, they weren't with you at that point, likely. So how do you motivate them in the same way that you were motivated to get this company off the ground? Because if they had that same drive that you had at the beginning, imagine how much further this thing would go with the passion, the emotion, the connection to it, Jackie, like you were just saying, the connection to something bigger, that's where story coaching for teams comes in. And that's why for you, I started with you instead of just saying, here's serve story. It's let's understand why Jackie started this thing. And it, I think at that point, it was all about value. Right. That was the main thing that came out of it was feeling valued. Well, so what do you do? You help people feel valued in the roles that they go into and then help also help companies feel valued by giving them the best people to work with them. And so looking at your team, then it was like, well, how do, does this team feel valued? Like if that's what this company is about, was birthed from, was born out of, then we have to ask, how do you feel valued as a team, each individual? What's your story towards this? And then as each person sort of gets to understand how my story fits in this and sees the bigger story of the founder and why this began, now we're all a part of something that is that we've all experienced change within. And we now, what, get to authentically show up and speak about this in a clear and consistent and confident way. If you're not doing that, you're doing what we said earlier, right? The actor who just hits the lines with no emotion. I'm going to say what I need to say. That's where a lot of teams are running right now. But when you create this story, the shared story born out of the founder's story and connected with everyone else, you're now like empowering, you're equipping your eight to 10 people to go out and be brand ambassadors on their own to actually talk about this thing and share this story of transformation. 
wherever they want and fully trust that they're doing the right thing. It was a pivotal moment for my team. My team talks about that experience a lot. Here's the thing to recognize if you're the founder is I've likely told my story in so many different fashions and so many different ways, what feels like every week on Mm. repeat, whether it's on a podcast, on my story, whether it's to a human one-on-one, it doesn't matter. I feel like I've said my story nonstop. Yeah. And so there's this version of me that thought, oh, they already know it. I don't need to just keep telling them the same thing that they already know, or there was an assumption made. I had, so my team, um, there was four of us, there's five of us, one's on mat leave, but there was four of us on that call. I had two of my team members come back to me afterwards and say, I did not know that about you. I feel so much more connected to what we're doing here because I now understand the bigger purpose of why you created this thing in the first place. This isn't just a quote unquote recruitment agency to go fill some seats. When -hmm. you say partnership and feeling valued is really important to our ethos and who we bring in as clients, that's from lived experience. Yeah. That's just not what we're slapping on the website because it's, you know, a slogan that looks good in the boardroom. Mm -hmm. So that was really profound shift for my team. And then the co-creation that came out of it, because we all felt, you said the word empowered Mm -hmm. to take a piece of this thing we co-created together, which was now the serve recruitment agency's brand. It wasn't Jackie who created it. Yeah. Okay. My story had some enablement to it, but then we co-created it as a team. And when you co-create as a team, there's ownership, there's different skin in the game that happens. That's it. And then that skin in the game gets poured into all sorts of different interactions, inclusive of client interactions, internal interactions, you know, everything like for me, candidate interactions. Yeah. And so that becomes a ripple effect of the whole brand. Doesn't it give you a different place again to lead from, right? Because now we're, you know, you can say at any given moment, how have you, if valued is, how have you felt valued this year? So there's your, you know, employee review or kind of check-in it's story focused instead of arbitrary, you know, business metrics focused. It's to the things that matter to us. To, to the, again, the, the, the very identity of this company from its starting place is going to show up in every conversation we have, every significant conversation. The possibility is there, which then, as you say, opens them up to say, I didn't know that about you. And what happens? Connection. We're closer than we were before. There's trust. So powerful. Trust, for sure. So powerful. So good. Gosh, Thank you, you for sharing again, your experience. <laughs> I know. And I, I want to share though, from the lens of, Hey, we just lived this. And these yeah. are the things that were big takeaways. This is one thing for us to talk about it, but it's another thing to share. Like, Hey, this was a, another lived experience that my team had. Yeah. And I've been a deep believer when I think about teams, it's not just how you attract great people. It's how you develop and retain great people. And the develop and retention side for my team has been through personal coaching, has been through experiences like 
our story, like through Mm -hmm. story coaching with you, that's the way in which I'm choosing to invest in the development of us collectively. And so if you're a leader and you're thinking about, gosh, I'm struggling to find great talent. Well, one, we might need to look at your story and think about your branding and your messages from an attraction standpoint. But Mm -hmm. once you get good people, don't forget that you still need to invest in them from a development so that they want to stay and that they have a deeper connection to the whole. That's why this is so meaningful and important to me because I see such a correlation between the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that there's, I, I'm not even hoping, I know, I feel it in my bones that there's humans listening that did not know you existed prior to this conversation and are thinking, heck, this is exactly what I needed for my team. Yeah. So my friend, if that person is trying to get a hold of you, best way to find you, where do you hang out? How can people get to know you, work with you, learn about your work. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not online or anything. It's just carrier pigeons. That's the only way to, to get <laughs> the, so good the brand guy is not online. <laughs> he says, uh, I hang out on Instagram all the time. So you can find me there at street says, um, send me a DM, tell me you love this episode and something that stood out and we'll start a conversation. Um, if you want to go the more passive route, then my website is alexstreet.ca and you can find out all about, uh, story coaching there. And, I'm excited to get to know you. Beautiful. You also have a podcast. What's your oh, podcast, I do have a podcast. Friend? You also do this. <laughs> How could I not? It's called No Boring Stories. So go ahead, find No Boring Stories uh, wherever you can, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I just love to share all the storytelling tips and tricks and thoughts and, and conversations uh, on there as well. Amazing. We will link all those up in the show notes. So it's right. just one click to be able to get connected to Alex. Alex, I love you. You have been a soul brother since day one. Thank you for doing this journey of building businesses together alongside one another. It's an absolute privilege to have you in my life. And I'm so grateful that we had a chance to share your gifting with the community here. Thank you for leading the conversation. It's so good. Okay, guys, we'll see you again next time on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.